Part of my family's goal was to create a destination world-class hospitality experience for guests. So if you're going to have that kind of an experience, it needs to be a full experience to set the tone for what true hospitality truly could be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Total Michigan, the show where we interview ordinary Michiganders who are doing some pretty extraordinary things. We are in the Traverse Wine Coast this week, interviewing some pretty cool people doing some amazing things. And I always love traveling up north in the summertime because it's a great time to take the opportunity to get out, enjoy some wine, enjoy some beautiful country. And today we are fortunate enough to have Black Star Farms open their doors and allow us to come in. And joining me today is Sherry Fenton, the general manager of Black Star Farms. Sherry, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you very much. Excellent. Once again, thanks for having us here today. Really appreciate it. I'm delighted, and I'm delighted that you've come to the right spot on Traverse Wine Coast. Oh, sweet Moses, smell the roses. This place is gorgeous, and we're going to get to that in just a second. (laughs) So before we jump into all the good stuff, If you would, just take a couple minutes and just explain to us what is Black Star Farms? What all did you entail? Wow. Okay. Number one, Black Star Farms is a winery. We started initially as a winery and we quickly added on an inn because this property that we purchased, this beautiful 160 acres, had a fantastic, almost completed house on it, which we turned into an inn. Nice. And opened that the first fall after purchasing the property in the spring. So we are a winery. We're an inn. We are Bistro Polarius, a Mediterranean-inspired bistro. We are an event destination. We're a destination wedding venue. We're a place to go hiking. We're a place to come bring the kids and look at the horses and the baby goats. We are a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. There's a lot more to Black Star Farms than just a winery, and you're right. So why don't you tell us Just to do a recap, because this is the second time you've been on the show, but just for a quick recap, tell us a little bit about where you're from and where you grew up. So personally, uh, I'm from Michigan, but I grew up overseas, and that was part of the inspiration for Black Star Farms was that my parents spent a lot of time when we were living in Wales and Belgium going to wineries in Western Europe. So they were able to get a flavor for what fine wine truly was and develop an appreciation for it. So as we fast forwarded and moved back to Michigan and were vacationing up north, up here in the Traverse City area, my father recognized that people were starting to plant grapes and they were making pretty decent wine. So he planted his first 40 acres on Old Mission Peninsula in the early 90s. Black Star Farms, this property in Sutton's Bay, popped up on the market in the mid-90s. And so purchasing that, it was a natural foray into, hey, I'm already growing, producing grapes we could start a winery. So we found a fantastic winemaker who is still with us to this day. And we have been making extraordinary, increasingly extraordinary wine for 25 years now. So let me ask you this question, because it's quite a leap from going from, I'm interested in wine to I'm going to go out and plant 40 acres. Has your dad ever shared the reason why he decided to try to grow his own grapes and make his own wine? Because why not? He's a risk taker. (laughs) He's a risk taker. Why not? So he is in, involved in many different businesses. And if something grabs his interest, he jumps in. So your dad's an entrepreneur. He is very much an entrepreneur. Okay. So that explains <laughs> a lot right there. You should have just led with that. <laughs> Beautiful. Absolutely love it. Okay. So we've got Black Star Farms and this place is like up and running. And 
at some point in time, your parents asked you to join the business. So talk to us a little bit about that. What was your thoughts coming in about taking over the business, being the general manager? The two partners that were really mostly involved in this business for many years were my parents, Kerm and Sally Campbell, and then Don and Mary Luke Ho. This other couple were also initial investors. There were two others who bowed out earlier on. And so when our family bought out the Coes at the end of 2015, that's when my father tapped me on the shoulder ah. and said, I need you to leave your nonprofit that you're working for and come join us. So I stepped in essentially on the heels of the other managing partner. Now, coming in, you've got this business that's established out there and they want you to come in and run it. What was what were some of the skills that you brought over? Because you said you were working for a nonprofit or running a nonprofit at the I time. I was working for a nonprofit. Working. So what were some of those skills that you transferred over to really start to, to make this place go? Initially, I came on board and headed up marketing and public affairs. Okay. So I, I took over the marketing and the just our public voice and started maybe reaching out and doing different things and getting our team on board to perhaps think a little bit differently about Certainly. some things. I've also been have a background in sales. So I love to talk about Blackstar Farms and love to sell the opportunities that we present here. And so those are a couple of the main things that I really brought to the farm. And over the years, because you said that this started out as a vineyard, and then within the first year, you've added an inn. And it seems like you're adding all the time <laughs> to to what Black Star Farms is. So first off, the, I know that you said that you built the inn because the house was almost completed. What was it like to turn that on? Like I said, it's just it's quite a leap just to have just a vineyard. You've got a tasting room. People come in, take. But all of a sudden, people can spend the night. So talk to us a little bit about getting that up, getting that up and running. What was that like? So part of my family's goal was to create a destination world-class hospitality experience for guests. So if you're going to have that kind of an experience, it needs to be a full experience. So bringing the house to life, the house had a private bathroom with each bedroom. It was a natural. Just, yes, I see that now. <laughs> and so allowing people the opportunity to come up and to stay at a winery adds a whole new dimension. We have guests who come up for a couple of days in the winter time get one of our suites with a fireplace. They eat here. They have some wine tasting. They take a nap or read a book. <laughs> they don't even want to leave because this is so, as you can see here, it's just so peaceful and it's idyllic. And that's a wonderful escape from the real world or the big cities that many people come to us from. So just creating that awesome experience, you get to stay here. You get to see, you get to walk and Observe what's going on on the crush pad. You'll see the grapes coming in. You see the workers up in the vineyard, in the estate vineyard. You get to see it all going on. So why not stay and be a part of it? Actually, I really like that. The fact that this is a working farm, you can see exactly how the wine is being made. And then you've got a really nice room to go back to at the end of the day. Or if you just want to stay and grab a bite to eat, and maybe you've had one too many. Then that's even better, right? <laughs> <laughs> no cars involved. <laughs> no cars involved. And in addition to this, so you started off with the inn, and I know you've got equestrian. you got horses running around here. Where did that idea come that from? That does sound like a wacky idea, doesn't it? 
Well, if you've had too many, it might be a wacky idea, <laughs> but it, it's beautiful. And for some reason, it fits. So talk to us. Where did that idea come from? So the gentleman who was building the house, his wife rode dressage. Oh, there you go. So he built her these beautiful stables. There was on the property and still is a centennial barn, which was built in the late 1800s. So that was the hay barn for the horses. It's now, I might add, an event space right. for cool weddings. Right. But there was that centennial barn, and then he built a huge indoor riding arena for her to ride indoors during the winter, as well as an outdoor riding arena. Beautiful. So when our family purchased the property, it was so gorgeous. And like you said, who doesn't love seeing horses? Like we just saw one walk by right before we started the podcast. It's just beautiful. So my father would call it marketing. <laughs> <laughs> and we just love it. So we have just kept it going. We have anywhere between 20 and 27 horses on this property, privately boarded at any point in time. It just adds a different element to our winery experience that helps makes us make us really special. Wow. I find myself at a little loss for words there. So it seems like for this property here, you, then your parents buying it, it seems, and of course, this is the entrepreneur side coming out. But there's just a lot of infrastructure was already in place when your parents bought this. And was it always the plan just to turn everything on and let's just see where it goes? Or was it kind of, okay, let's just feel this out and just do one thing at a time? It just fell into place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A piece at a time. The tasting room that is adorned with gorgeous this post and beam structure. The tasting room was built that first year when we started the business. Sure. But that's been added on to outdoor terraces and more outdoor areas because everybody who comes up to northern Michigan wants to be outside if they can. We just built a new pavilion and opened that up last week with a concert from Interlochen Arts Academy. But yeah, things just kept getting added. This building that we're sitting in front of right now, Bistro Polaris, was an open-air mare barn. It was turned into Ooh. a market. Then it was turned into, we incubated a business called Nine Bean Rose. And so we built this wood-fired oven in there, which we now use for pizzas, used to be used for things like amazing European-style croissants. So that business is up in Sutton's Bay, and we still have this fantastic wood-fired oven. So this building started morphing and is now a restaurant. So things just developed over time. The event business, people started coming here and looking around and then thought, hmm, I'd really love to have my daughter's wedding here or whatever it might be or we should bring our board meeting here because look how much fun that would be like when the meetings are done so things just started happening it was never really a, truly a grand vision beyond the winery and the bed and breakfast and here we are and things just keep adding on we just keep adding things so i happened to acquire a carriage before my horse I fell upon a fantastic carriage and then had to seek out somebody who was a trained driver and had a horse that could pull it. Because you can't just grab a dressage horse to pull a carriage. Right. So now we can offer carriage rides to the top of the vineyard before a wedding and bring the bride and groom down <laughs> after they're married because it fits. We've got a really cool wagon and we'll give wagon rides. That's one of our silver anniversary things that we're doing this fall. Just a little family fun, free wagon rides at the end of October when the colors are amazing around here. So just keep adding different things. One of the things that I would like to explore is when we started this conversation, we were talking about just the vineyard 
And then your language had started using terms like experience and destination, which is actually what I was thinking about when I was standing here looking at awe at your place. I was like, this is not a vineyard. This is a destination. At what point in time did you make that and you say, you know what? We are no longer just a vineyard. We're now a destination. When did that happen? That was really, that was the goal the whole time. Ah, okay. Was to be a destination experience, to set the tone for what true hospitality truly could be. And actually, <laughs> even the vineyard as you drive in, this the big curve as you come into the property, that was just a bowl, essentially, when the property was purchased. So we chose to terrace it, like the vineyards that grow that come off the Rhine in Germany. So a lot of people will come in, will drive in and recognize how beautiful it is and not necessarily think right away that, hey, that looks like it's along the Rhine River. <laughs> but that was the goal. So just pulling in a lot of those different things from our past and our past experiences. And for our audience, we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Sherry and talk some more about some of the cool things that are going on at Black Star Farms. We'll see you after the break. Are you enjoying these amazing stories? Michigan is full of people that are doing some pretty extraordinary things. If you want these amazing stories sent directly to your inbox, head over to TotalMichigan.com, enter your email address, and get them today. What are you going to get? I'm glad you asked. First, you're going to join our awesome Michigan community, and it is quite awesome. Second, you will get an email that includes the top five interviews from the show sent directly to your inbox. This is going to include the powerful lessons that we've learned from these amazing people. Third, you're going to get exclusive behind-the-scenes information about the show. There's a lot of things that are happening to grow this movement beyond the confines of just a radio show and a podcast. You'll get advance notice of upcoming guests and early access to their interviews. You'll also get a link to our Facebook group. Now, to get all these goodies, just head over to TotalMichigan.com join. Enter your email address and join our awesome community today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Total Michigan, where we interview ordinary people doing some pretty extraordinary things. I'm your host, Cliff Duvinois. Today, we're talking with Sherry Fenton at Black Star Farms, Vineyards, and Inn, and Equestrian Farms, and Bistro, and everything else that's going on underneath the sun. This really is a destination. Sherry, speaking of which, one of there's a couple of big things that are going on that I want to share with the audience, but let's talk about first... Bistro Polaris. Talk to us about Bistro Polaris. What is the inspiration for this? How long has it been open? What can people expect when they come here? That's a great question. So we had a cafe here for a number of years. And you know when you get to a point in time and something needs to be reimagined? Guilty. We were ready. And so along came Chef John Kuricki, who is a really incredible chef who has drawn his inspiration from 30 years of travel in Italy and down Ooh. around the Mediterranean. So we brought him on board with his passions and he, I just charged him with recreating this place. So he created a fantastic menu, bringing in just the most fresh ingredients from our farm and local farms within just a short distance bringing in truly authentic ingredients that you can really taste. You can tell the difference right. when, a, when an ingredient is super fresh and really great quality. So he has put together a very approachable, simple menu, but things like salad niçoise with a seared tuna on top, which I'm living on this summer. <laughs> uh, 
He has Napoleonato style pizzas, some of them filled with grilled vegetables or all kinds of great ingredients. And he's having so much fun doing that. We've got paninis, salads, amazing desserts. And so he just brought new life to the menu here. We updated the interior and gave that also a new look so that as our guests who have come to us over the years could come in and know that they're in a familiar space, but know that something was different. Now, is the Bistro Polaris, is that something that's open every day? Is it dinner only, weekends only? How does that work? Right now it is open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday brunch. We just started our Sunday brunch, goodness, a month ago, and it is very popular. It's a fantastic brunch where you really, it's really a special brunch. You get to choose between three different courses. So a salad starter or a yogurt parfait, depending on if you're feeling like it's breakfast or lunchtime. Right. And a beautiful entree and a lovely dessert. We offer dessert wines. We offer mimosas, all kinds of little things to accompany that brunch. We will be adding a Wednesday special wine pair dinner. We would Ooh. like that to be really a chef dinner and a nice approachable price point. We offer at Black Star Farms about five or six times a year an Arcturos dining series where we have a very elevated five, six, seven course meal that is wine paired. This one, we want to bring it down so it's a little bit more approachable for everybody who to be able to come in and experience that kind of a dinner. So we're looking at getting those going very soon and continuing those through the winter. This The intention is that this will stay up through the winter. We've done weekend dinners at the end that have been very well received. We'd like to move those down here now and do them in a similar manner. And because I think if I remember correctly, you offer, now you offer food here at Bistro Polaris, but you've also had, you got another kitchen that you offer food there as well, like when you were talking about the dinner. So your plan is to move everything down here to Bistro Polaris. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because the other kitchen is inside the inn and that's not a restaurant. So that those are special oh, events. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Let's talk about the next thing. I want to save the big thing for the end. Let's talk about the music that you've got going on here. What is happening with the music? Talk to us about that. So this summer, we started bringing in every Thursday night a young man who has a passion for rock, soul, blues, like just almost like every genre of music. And he's really talented. So he is blessing our winery terrace with music on Thursday nights but it spills over down here to the bistro. So it's a great opportunity to just come and have dinner, have a little far, true farm to fork experience, and then go up and have a glass of wine and listen to some music. We just find that those kinds of things add to people's experience. It gives them a little bit of reason to just linger and enjoy the surroundings. And someone's singing out their favorite tunes. Yes, yes. Beautiful. So we're excited about that. And then of course, all right, so we're gonna let the big thing out of the bag. What special year is this? Woohoo! 25. 25, baby. Oh, that's incredible. Congratulations Thank on that. Thank you. Yes. So what do you got going on to celebrate 25 years of being awesome? We like to party around here. So instead of just throwing one big shindig, we are having parties every month. The end of this month, we are having a special cocktail party because we also started the year after we opened the winery, we started a distillation program. So we are creating European-style eau de vies. We have these mm. amazing brandies. 
And so we are really bringing forward some fantastic cocktails that we're making with those products. So we're going to have a cocktail party and show people how they can mix different cocktails out of some of our base basic products. After that, we're going to have a summer soiree with live music and dancing and some fantastic food. I think I mentioned we're going to have hay rides in the fall for families. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. <laughs> this is something else you got going on. So we're just, we're celebrating. We already released a special anniversary cuvee. So Ooh. it's 100% Pinot Noir grape. Oh, that's and my love language. it's been in the works since 2019. That's its vintage. So made in the true method Champignois style. It takes, it takes a while. It takes longer than if you're just infusing with bubbles a wine. So this is a fantastic cuvee. We only made 150 cases and just released it. So that's a special tribute to our 25th. So the question I got, because I do drink a little bit of wine on occasion. So when you talk about it being Pinot Noir, is it a rosé? Is it white? It is more like a rosé okay. because of it being a Pinot Noir. Okay. We do have a Blanc de Blanc that is the, a true white grape. So yeah, this is more of a rosé kind of champagne. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love having a good rosé bubbly. Yes. On a nice summer day. Absolutely. <laughs> That's absolutely incredible. So 25 years, and you've been with Black Star that, that whole time. I have been with since Black Star Farms since 2016. 16, okay. You guys have grown so much over that time frame. Did you ever envision when you came here that Black Star would be what it is today? Actually, no. Ooh. Honestly. Okay. When Black Star Farms was started, I was raising a family, and I wasn't paying that much attention to the family business, honestly. Okay. And we were, we set a goal that making 10,000 cases a year would be fantastic, but we kept planting more grapes, and we kept growing, and the de demand kept growing. We distribute in Michigan and Illinois, and we ship to a number of different states just to people's houses through our wine club, which has 30. 500 members. Beautiful. And so, yeah, we have just continued to grow. Sometimes in a really good year, we'll make 35,000 cases. <laughs> Sweet Moses. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but we also have a lot of different kinds of wines, which is great because we have something for everybody's palate. We have over 45 different wines and spirits. So we truly do say that we have something for everybody. We now <laughs> even have a slushy machine. Okay. We gave in. We have a non-alcoholic for the designated driver or kids. And then we have whatever's the flavor of the week. I think it was sangria recently. Man, you guys get your figures in everything. <laughs> I got to get out more. The What I would like to do is I would like to talk to you about, because 25th anniversary, there's a lot of things that are going on. So the question I got for you is, how do you manage all this. How do you manage the growth? How do you manage the quality that you produce every single year, making sure that when people come here to this destination, that their expectations are being met? How do you manage all that? We select the right people to be on our team. We have the most incredible team. They, are, they understand what true hospitality is. They know how to treat people. They know how to bring people out of out of their 
maybe discomfort. A lot of people who come to tasting rooms have never been in been wine tasting before. So they don't know what to ask for. They don't know, they don't know anything about it. We've got a great team who really knows just how to make people feel at ease and that it's okay to try something that every wine, if if you like a wine that you think you shouldn't like, everybody has different taste. Certainly. So that's the wine you like. So it's awesome. Doesn't matter if it's the least expensive wine we make or the most expensive, that's great. It's what you like. And at the end, we've got a fantastic team, events, people just that know how to embrace and truly take ownership of what they're doing. They, our team members, our leaders want to make sure that the experience that every guest receives is the best that they can get. And it takes time to find the right people. We feel it when we don't, when somebody's not a right fit. And I think our guests feel it. So that's something that I hold true to my heart, that we really select the right people, which has been challenging for the last few years, but we're very blessed. We have an amazing team and they are the reason for our success. Because in doing some interviews with some other hotel operators, especially independent family-run operators, it always surprises me that there's a good portion of guests that are repeat guests that come here. And I'm sure you could probably quote off maybe 30 or 40 people. I won't ask you to. Who've been coming here for 25 years. Yes. Every single year because this is their place. Or three or four times a year. Yes. Yes. We have a a, a nice, healthy amount of repeat guests. So we are very blessed with that. And the word of mouth spreads. Sometimes people come and they meet. We have a hospitality hour every evening in the Pegasus Lounge where you can sit on bar saddle stools and guests will become good friends. They'll end up going out to dinner together. They'll leave and they'll rebook the same time next year so that they can be together again. We love that kind of experience. So we're, we have, we're blessed with repeat guests and we're blessed with a lot of new guests who just keep discovering us like you <laughs> driving in today. <laughs> yes. And that's one thing too, that I do want to discuss because as I, I, you and I first started talking, I did not realize that Blackstar actually has two locations. So I was always going to the one, I believe is probably the one that's located closer to Traverse City. That's correct. And then this one here is up further in Sutton's Bay. When did the second place open up? So we opened here in 1998. We're three miles south of Sutton's Bay. And in 2008, we opened up on Old Mission Peninsula, where the first winery is you start up Center Road, off of Center Road on Old Mission Peninsula. Gotcha. Okay. Because we, this location, the one that we're at is, which one is this one? This is near Sutton's Bay. Near Sutton's Bay. Okay. This is the one that we're talking about. Okay. Because I didn't, if a member of the audience wants to come here, I want to let them know that there's two locations. Actually, that's a very good point. Yes. Yes. So on Old Mission Peninsula, we produce our white wines there. And then we have a full tasting room. Here we produce our red wines and our champagne style bubblies. And then, oh, and we also produce our brandies on Old Mission Peninsula. So that is is truly a tasting room stop there. Here is where you could spend the night. Or spend the weekend if uh, you so wanted to. If you're lucky enough to get a reservation on the weekend. Yes. I look ahead. Hey, I, I tell you, I drove in here and your sign out front said no vacancy. And we're Right now, we're in the middle of the week shooting this interview. So yeah, I couldn't believe when I pulled in, saw no vacancy. I was like, okay, good for them. I love that site. Yes. How many rooms do you have, by the way, at the yeah, end? We have 10. So okay. we have three suites. One has a complete kitchen in it and a separate bedroom. We have another suite that we call the girlfriend's quarters. It has a room within a room. So it's great for 
either girlfriends on a weekend trip or a family traveling perhaps with like young adult kids. Sure. And then we have one that's affectionately called the honeymoon suite. <laughs> <laughs> For the weddings that happen here. Exactly. Yes. We have two of those rooms are on the main floor and then eight rooms upstairs. Okay. Great. And the other thing that I would like to talk about too is the fact that this is a year-round place. Absolutely. Because you also have snowshoeing. We do. And talk to us about the winter stuff that goes on here. Oh, my goodness. So winter, we have had many guests tell us that they feel like they're in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> because when this place is blanketed in snow, yes, just hop in your SUV, and put in your four-wheel drive. It's gorgeous up here. We have snowshoes that are hanging at the back door of the inn for our inn guests. We have every weekend, we have a whole rack of snowshoes up at the taster room that are for rent. We have over three miles of recreational trails. So whether you're riding a horse or walking or snowshoeing, there's a great opportunity to just really experience beauty in nature. The trails are one of my favorite things seasonally. In the fall, the colors are amazing. In the winter, to go snowshoe through there, it's so quiet in the woods in the wintertime. It's incredible. In the spring, I'm crazy about flowers. All the little wildflowers that are there are just amazing. You might find some wild, some ramps growing in the woods, some famous morel mushrooms. It's just a great opportunity to get out and let nature surround you and just have peace. Certainly. At the top of the trail system, you'll end up at the top of the vineyard. That's our wedding ceremony site. Mm -hmm. You have little peekaboo glimpses of the bay, depending upon the time of year. And that's just a great place to just hang out up there at the top of the vineyard, too, and looking down over the farm. So the last question I have for you is, you said you've got 45 different types of wine and drinks here, which I really wish I could sample them all. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't do it all at once. Here's my question to you. What would be the one that you would recommend that people try when they come here? I would say that people need to try our dry Riesling, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So this region grows Riesling and Pinot Noir varietals very well. They like this climate, our soil, everything. In 2018, we won the best of show at the Canberra International Riesling Challenge, nice. which was essentially being named the best Riesling in the world, beating out the best Riesling growing countries in the world. Like Over France. 600 yes. different entries. We meddled in every six Riesling that we entered and won best of show. So our dry Riesling is fantastic. And I would suggest that people try that. It is lovely and fruit forward, but because our cool climate has a nice crisp acidity and it's smooth, it's lovely. So I would say people need to try that. All right. Perfect. For a red, gosh, you can't go wrong if you try a Cab Franc or a Merlot. We've got some great red blends too. It's really challenging sometimes to, to name a favorite, but I'm quite fond of Cabernet Franc. Okay. Excellent. Sherry, if somebody's listening to this interview and they want to check out what it is you're doing, I want to book a night at this mysterious inn that I've heard so many great things about, all the activities you got going on, it's your 20th anniversary, where can they go to do that? Please go to blackstarfarms.com. We have a fantastic website and we keep it very updated with the events, the current events, the events that are upcoming, New Year's Eve dinner. You can come spend New Year's Eve with us. Do you know that? You can have a wine pair dinner, stay right at the inn. Piece of cake after wine case. Wait, 
after wine tasting. Why do I get the feeling your rooms are probably already booked for New Year's Eve? Okay, they might be. <laughs> Somebody could crash. I could crash on someone's couch. <laughs> awesome. And uh, for our audience, you can always roll on over to TonaMichigan.com and click on Sherry's interview and get all the links that she just mentioned above. We'll see you next week when we talk to another ordinary Michigander doing some pretty extraordinary things. We'll see you then.